On this edition of the Almost 30 Minute Quiz Show. Crowning a right Charlie as we learn of Liz's exit strategy. The biggest discount was in the parking lot this Black Friday. What score out of 10 would you give the Great Pyramids? All that and more from him, Mark, and me, David, after this. I said to Mark, I said... Good evening. I said we should do a nice light chat as an intro before we go into all of our questions. It's quite light in here for once. You've actually put money in the meter and paid for the lights. <laughs> and listen, I'm the one who hosts. This is my electricity. I, I hosted on, on our best ever edition, our drunk edition. Uh, yeah, the amount although, of although I did make our guests pay for the alcohol. The amount of complaints we got for that. And you managed to get a pizza delivery person to, in, to come in in the middle of us recording. Yes. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I, I've got a bad back. I'm getting old. My hair's going grey. Apart from that, everything's fine. Should but I like to look on the optimistic side of things. Should we let people into a secret about... Not this edition, but the next one. Yes. Go on, you go first. Uh, we're recording it a little bit early because we're going on our jollies. Christmas! Yay! But we will also have a very, very special guest. He's very special and uh, special in the term special. Yes, I know. But should, should we give any form of hint? Um, no. We don't want to say Trump, Bloomberg and? And he's got a funny name, which is always good for our listicles. That's also true. Actually, I just went Republican because you mentioned Republicans earlier. Can you name any of the Democratic... Uh... Did you say Bloomberg? Yeah. Oh, he's well, he's, a he's, he's... This week he's a Democrat. A Democrat. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Margaret Thatcher. She was a Democrat. Sort of. Tell that to the miners. Anyway, we're, wa we're waffling now. Should, yeah. we, should we explain how this program works? Go on, then. I, it's very funny. I still call it a program, even though it's called a show. I hate the word show for this audio. This gramophone recording. Exactly. Exactly. How so the way this works is, in case you are new or you just like the sound of our voice, um, is that you... Ah. Oh. There's someone at the door. That's very it's funny. It's for our edition in the future. It's our future edition. Very special guest. Um, we'll, anyway, we're going to be pre-recording an interview with him then. But let's carry on with this one now. Okay. So... We ask five questions. Exactly. And... And then you press pause, have a quick go at the answers... And then over the next 20 minutes, we briefly mention the questions and just chunter for 20 minutes about Absolutely. fun stuff. The questions are an excuse for some self-indulgence yes. on our part. It's sort of a quiz. I mean, we'd like you to have it as a quiz, but really it's, it's a 25-minute, 30-minute fun look at the week's news and, and, and other fun things. Okay, so... Fun, really? Question number one. Are you, are you going to read okay, out question number so one? so let's do the five questions. On, question number one. Who might be retiring in 18 months after 67 years? That's very specific. Do you think people will know who that is? I don't know. I'll find out. Question number two uh, is a question from a listener. Over to you. How do you give an airline pilot a heart attack with lots of wind? Question number three. What is the best-selling single of all time? Number four. Can you name the seven modern wonders of the world? And finally, question number five. How much did people spend online on Black Friday? Okay, and we will be back with the answers after the drum roll. Welcome back. Question number one. Who might be retiring in 18 months' time after 67 years in the job? Well, lots of people will be retiring, but after 67 years... So, wait a minute. If you start work... Say you start work when you're 18. Mm -hmm. That would make you... What's 18 and 67? 80, Eighty-five. It's a good old okay, age to retire. Okay, so it's a good age to retire. Um, it probably won't be the retirement age by the time we get there, because it just keeps moving. Go on, who is it? The Queen. Which Queen? Ah, there's only one Queen. 
We, we are the champions. I think they retired quite a while ago. Yeah. You mean uh, Lizzie? Lizzie. Elis- Queen Elizabeth II of England. Eliz- is she Elizabeth Regina or Elizabeth Windsor? Well, Regina means queen. In yeah. Um, and no one really uses her surname. All right, Mrs. Windsor. <laughs> I've got you shopping. No, <laughs> um, thank you very much. But her, the, the successor will be called Charles Rex. Right. Is it Rex? Well, will no? Yeah. Will he be Rex? Because wait a minute, she's retiring, and he becomes the queen, the king regent, prince regent, prince regent, which is not Rex. No, because Rex is king. Well, it's regent. It's Rex Regent. I think it's Regent. Like, oh, gosh. And I got thrown out Charles of... Charles Prince Rex. I, <laughs> it, it sounds like what you call a dog. T-Rex. I got thrown out of Latin classes in the first week of my first year in high school because I looked up all the dirty words. Are there dirty words in Latin? <laughs> they certainly are. <laughs> I'm not repeating them now. Us. Is phallus a Latin word? It sounds like... One it, would assume, it? yes. Phallus, phallum, phallomi... <laughs> <laughs> Fallomi is a cheese, isn't it? Fallopian. Yes, exactly. Can, fallatio. Can we carry on? Yeah, carry on. Yes, you're talking about the uh, Charles. Yeah. Anyway, from fallatio back to the Queen. <laughs> do we, do we think that this? And at the moment, it is reported rather than stated as fact. Do, do we think it's the right thing? Well, Prince Philip has retired. I think he's 97. He had to be retired because he was so inappropriate. Well, I mean, he, he was inappropriate 20 years ago, but yes. he kept him going. You couldn't just, it's one of those jobs you can't really be fired from, unless there's a revolution. Okay. Um, you carry on until, until you die. Actually, if the Queen died, then Prince Philip would be, I think, retired and become the King Father or something. Or the, <laughs> like the Queen the Mother. The Godfather. Okay. Um, but I know when queens, kings have died and somebody else is appointed, then the wife of the king became the Queen Mother. Uh, the um, wife, the, you've lost me, but yeah, yeah. I, get, I get you roughly. Um, so, so do, do we think it's a good idea that Elizabeth be retired? Well, she's 92, 93 now, and for anybody to keep going at 93 in a full-time job, and it, it, you can look at it and say it's a life of privilege, you, you don't have to do anything, you don't have to go shopping, you don't have to worry about your rent, but you're traveling the world on a very heavy schedule, um, you have all of these dinners and you meet, again, people might go, oh, dinner, that's, but, but you, you're involved you're in meeting you're on the, the leaders time. of the world. You're, yeah. you're on the whole time. Yeah. You've got to be focused, razor sharp. Yeah. You're surrounded by crowds, surrounded by staff. Effectively, you're, you're almost like a chief executive with a, a load of staff around you. There comes a point when it, it does become too much. Um, like we say, Prince Philip has, has stopped. He's no longer traveling. And in the state opening of Parliament in England about two months ago, Prince Charles came along um, in, in place of Prince Philip, who had been to everyone for the last 65, 66 years. Which got tongues wagging. It did. Cause there was the running joke that because she had Prince Charles with her, it was like, bring your child to work day. And there's a <laughs> 70-year-old man sat next right. to her. There was a, again, that's the point. Charles, there's been a long debate in the UK as to whether Charles should simply hand over the power to the next generation, people who are, one in the Yeah, 30s, I, mean, I mean, there's been a quite a tasteless joke that goes around saying that the Queen's been hanging along until Charles has died so she can hang it along to Prince William. Mm-hmm. Um, but King Charles, you know, has been waiting 70 years to become king. 71 years. It's quite a long and frustrating wait and you only get the job when your mother dies. So it's it's an unfortunate way to receive a job. Do we think that the royal family and all that surrounds it, all the fuss and so on, will continue after Elizabeth? Or has this just been an Elizabeth phase? I, th- I think it, if you look at the news in the last few weeks, 
Prince Charles has been taking quite a heavy lead. He's been responsible for his brother, Prince Andrew, being removed from the royal, the royal family, effectively, the official working royal family. He loses his allowance. He's been told to stay away. He doesn't come to events. Uh, in the wake of the, the scandal involving him, Prince Charles has taken quite a heavy lead and said, look, you're out. Um, Prince Charles has the, the issue that he divorced and remarried and will become head of a church. Um, so there is an argument to say, is he the right person to carry on? Um, you know, modern churches allow divorce, but but he will be there. And I, I think Prince William and Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, yes, uh, I think they're called. You know, uh, what the royal family want to be. You know, they're modern. They understand everything, but they're not out there preaching to everybody. They're very regal. Um, you know, I've had the privilege of being in the same same space as Prince William on on a royal tour, and and he does a wonderful job. Um, I've never had that honour with Prince Charles to say yay or nay, but I, th I think the time is, is, is coming that the Queen, like the Pope, the last Pope retired. Yes, you know, that's true. You know, why do a job for life? Retire, enjoy what's left of your life and do the things that you want to do rather than the duty that you've taken on. Welcome back. And now it's time for a question from a listener. Hello. This is Leonardo speaking from Miami, United States of America. And my question is, how do you give an airline pilot a heart attack with lots of wind? Ooh, wind. <laughs> one, of my, one of my specialist subjects. Um, I, I suppose the thought of like turning up in the cockpit and sort of passing wind probably wouldn't do it. Um, well, presumably... It, it does remind me a bit of airplanes. Do you remember with the, the inflatable... Yes. The inflatable doll that came Auto, in and took over. But that was food poisoning. No, I, I would have thought that it has to do with crosswind. If think about it. What, what was the question again? How do you give an airline pilot a heart attack with, with wind? wind? So, presumably, there's a hurricane or whatever, tropical storm comes across and blows the plane incredibly off course. Not really newsworthy. I, well, it depends. Yeah, I mean, I mean pilot, I, I've been on a flight. For, I think for, from Shanghai to LA once, and it just was all over the place. But I think the pilot survived. Okay. So, uh, should we uh, find out what the answer is? Uh, yes. All right. Go on, listener. Tell us what the answer is. A pilot of a flight from Israel, which prompted the RAF to go supersonic over southern England, has spoken of his shock at seeing two fighter jets on his wing. The typhoons were being scrambled from RAF Coningsby in Lincolnshire in the early hours of Sunday, causing panic from London to Brighton as a sonic boom thundered in the skies. The unresponsive Boeing 767 was being flown from Tel Aviv to New Hampshire, USA, by Jet Test, an aircraft ferrying company which moves planes from seller to buyer. Jet Test pilot Stephen told the BBC, I looked left and about, had a heart attack when I saw one a typhoon jet so close, strobes on with bluish glow stripes along the side of his fuselage. Well, Leonardo, that's quite a story. I, I, I guess, it, put it this way, imagine you're driving along on a motorway, a highway, um, and you're minding your own business, the speed limit is 70 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour, and suddenly on either side of you, you've got two... Serious, like Lamborghinis, like the police have in Dubai. Yeah. Got two Lamborghinis. Do they have Lamborghinis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yes, they have Lamborghinis in in, in Dubai. Um, and you've got two Lamborghinis on either side of you with policemen with with the hailers saying, "Please stay." On Lamborghinis, over. two seaters. 
So when you arrest somebody, what they, oh, don't, they, they don't actually take them anywhere; they just shoot them on the spot. <laughs> no, but I guess that's what it must be. It must be like. But if you think about it, a pilot tends not to expect anybody at all. Never mind. You're like it's, it's like going on an open road in the desert and then having your nan on one side. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I don't know how one uh, one would deal with such a situation. I, mean, I guess it's his fault for not having for having lost radio control. But then what happens if he does actually have a heart attack? Because from reading the story, it, this wasn't a reg regular scheduled flight. There was no one else on the plane. Um, the airline company had sold the plane to a, a leasing company in right. America. And this pilot was taking it on his own on a flight um, across the Atlantic. I mean, he did, not, he didn't answer the radio. Maybe he'd just gone to the back to the toilet <laughs> or was watching the film. Well, I'm assuming that there is another pilot. You would hope so. For that length of flight. But, but then none of them answered. Yeah. And it's sort of it, it's an odd one, isn't it? You know what happens if if the pilot does have that heart attack? Does someone have to get out of the typhoon at like two hundred miles an hour, jump across, open a window? Well, it's like the whole airplane thing, like like you were saying, where everybody in dies from food poisoning, and you're left with a blow up inflatable. But you've got no one on this one. Yeah, unless they had an inflatable blow up autopilot. Yeah, but the, the, in airplane, the inflatable autopilot didn't do the landing. No. Although, although he did do some rude things afterwards. I was going to say, he got a big smile on his face. <laughs> the inflatable air host. I'm not sure the RAF provide that. What was her name? Haggerty. No. What was well, the name? actress. Yeah, Ju a a Julie Haggerty. Ju uh, I've never seen her in anything. anything else. Or him. What was the actor? Name? Robert something. Harding. No, I have no idea. Talking of which, let's take a break. Question number three. What is the best-selling single of all time? David? I never had a record player. It's all right. I, they don't really do them on vinyl anymore. Okay. Although so, the best-selling single was on vinyl. Thank you very much. Okay, so that means Elvis? No. Michael Jackson? Nope. I, I think Elvis is one of the best-selling album artists of all time. I think the Beatles were the best-selling. But, but this is before you get into digital. Okay, best-selling single. Um, it's, it's seasonal. Christmas. Yes. Christmas. Ah, it's not okay. a charity single. Can I croon? Yeah. Should we do it together? One, two, three. Sleigh bells ringing. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreaming, dreaming of a white Christmas. Christmas. There go all our subscribers in one go. Yes. Right. So this is all by way of intro to our listicle. Should we give the answer just for in case people oh, couldn't work out what that racket yes. was? It was Bing Crosby's White Christ Christmas. Which has sold over 50 million copies. Including digital. Including digital. The best-selling modern era digital only bestseller is Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Okay. sold 42 million. Is that million. like pay-per-view? It, it can be. The way I think it, I'm in love with the pay-per-view. Yes. <laughs> it's not his best song. Perfect. It's got to be his best song. Isn't the one called Thinking About You, or is that perfect? I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Right. This is where we show how old and grumpy we are. Talking of which. In our listicle. We are going to tell you some fun facts that will absolutely disappoint you about modern music, and we have to say thank you to BuzzFeed for helping us along with this. Number one. Creed has sold more records in the US than Jimi Hendrix. I have no idea who or what Creed is, but I was not a Jimi Hendrix fan. No. No, too, well, it's too bad. I, I, I was four or five when he died, yeah. but, so 
but yeah. no, that, it's too, it was just too too much. Too I, much I, I think now, like if you play it when you're relaxed and have it in the background, it's one of those you go, oh yeah, I, I long for that, right. yes. as opposed to this Creed. I still don't know what Creed is. Creed is a movie, isn't it? No, no, it's, yeah, a, no. it's a video game. No, Creed. There is Creed, which is like the follow-up to Rocky. Oh, um, okay. Apollo Creed was his opponent in Rocky One, and his son Creed comes back trained by Rocky. Good knowledge. And there's um, Creed Two as well. There you go. Right. Uh, anyway. Second listicle thingy for you: Led Zeppelin, REM, and Depeche Mode have never had a number one single. Rihanna has had ten. Really? I don't uh, know. Who... I would have thought REM had one, but I suppose all this stuff was albums. Wasn't it? Maybe. Stairway to Heaven has never been, been number one. Oh. I didn't realise REM did Stairway to Heaven. Depeche Mode I can do without. Yeah. Uh, and apparently neither have the Carpenters, Tina Turner or Radiohead. Mm. Oh, Carpenters, I'm surprised. Number three, Keisha, spelled with a dollar instead of an S. Keisha's TikTok sold more copies than any Beatles single. This what? really is upsetting. What is Keisha? Is, it, is, it, is Keisha a female singer? I think so. Okay. Um, but that's also true of Adele. Or no. Does that mean Adele sold more than the Beatles or Keisha sold more than Adele? No, Keisha has sold more than Adele ah, yes. or Nirvana. And Adele's um, quite modern, so right. you'd think. Who's Flo Rida? Flo Rida? Flo Rida. It's a clever joke, you see. You split the word Florida in two. And oh, I see. Flo Rida. It didn't even occur to me. Florida's Low has sold 8 million copies, the same as the Beatles' Hey Jude. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Number five, the Black Eyed Peas, I Got a Feeling, is more popular than any Elvis or Simon and Garfunkel song. Okay. Actually, I have no problem with it's that. A nice it's a nice song. That's actually a good and song. I, I'm not a big fan of Simon and Garfunkel. It's all quite... And what miserable. about Elvis? Oh, I love Elvis. Well, so you're only half disappointed. Celine yeah. Dion's Falling Into You sold more copies than any Queen, Nirvana, or Bruce Springsteen record. See, that disappoints me. Celine Dion, who... You know, worked hard and hard and hard for years and then married the head of Sony Records. Absolutely. Uh, by so the way, the, the same goes for Shania Twain's Come On Over, which I do not know, has sold more copies than Queen Nirvana or Bruce Springsteen. Or Pink Floyd. Crazy. Or Whitney Houston. Yep. Katy Perry. I like Katy Perry. I don't know why. It's <laughs> a couple yes. of reasons. Katy Perry holds the same record as Michael Jackson for the most number one singles from an album. Absolutely crazy. I'm, I'm going to skip all the way to the end. No, this well, is great. Okay, let's do it quickly. Number then. nine, actually one, one, one in the other direction. Barbara Streisand has sold more records than Pearl Jam, Johnny Cash and Tom Petty combined. There you go. I'll tell you now, my missus does not like Tom Petty. Number, uh, number 10, people actually bought Billy Ray Cyrus's album, Some Gave All. 20 million people, more than any Bob Marley album. The cast of Glee. What's Glee? It's a TV musically show thing, uh, like a modern like day Like High theme. School Musical. Yeah, something oh, like Christ. that. Christ. The cast of Glee has had more songs chart than the Beatles. <laughs> and finally, and we love this, I mean, it's really visual, but... Justin Bieber exists. Drum roll. Mark, question... I'm dreaming of a wine, <laughs> Chris. Mark, question number four. Can you name the seven modern wonders of the world? No. Oh, okay. The Statue of Liberty. Come on, get I real. Eiffel Tower? No. Are these all sort of more natural things or man-made? Man-made. Man-made. And they're not modern, modern. Uh, it's got to be all, all that stuff in South America, all those Inca and Aztec yep. things. So yep. Machu Picchu. That type of thing, yes. Uh, uh, what's the Mexican one? Che Chechen Itza. 
I thought Chechen Itza was someplace in it's like Serbia a Georgian, Georgian <laughs> restaurant. Yes. Uh, talking of restaurants, the Taj Mahal. Yes. You Look. see, you do know them. Um, Petra. Yes. Who was a dog on Blue Peter, for those English listeners yes, who remember. Absolutely. Uh, and for those who weren't English listeners. Oh, the one that you can't see from space, based on an episode a couple of weeks ago. Yes, the Great, the great Wall, Wall of China. China. Um, what have we got left? Is that six? Seven? Uh, Christ, I think Christ the Redeemer. Yep, you've missed out one other. Uh, I think. Oh, yes. yeah, we've been there. We have. We went footballing, watching football games there. Yeah, which was a bit of a problem because the pitch wasn't laid. It was yes. more of a dungeon. Yes, it was the... Coliseum. In Rome. Well done, you got all seven. Okay, which brings us to our review section. And thanks to the Washington Post, we are bringing you the best one-star reviews of the seven new wonders of the world. Well, I'm going to start with the Coliseum because um, we were there. Okay. Uh, Coliseum, a creepy place. Don't like to see the persecution of Christians. Creepy place. Really creepy. He said it twice. The pain and suffering here was beyond imagination. One star. Fair enough. You know, there's all that history there, and that's what bothers you. I know. Exactly the same for this one. Petra, which I have been to in Jordan. If ever I were to recommend a place to go, I think it's Petra. Um, Because of... I know this is very strange given what I'm about to read, but the lack of commercialization, it really is in the middle of nowhere. That having been said, of course, there is commercialization. If only they could move these monuments into the city centre, it would be so much better. Well, Giza, the the pyramids, are right on the edge of... And the Colosseum. Yeah, they're both in town. But but I don't don't think the Aztecs were worried about the city centre. What about uh, Christ the Redeemer? I mean, it's on a hill, but it's... Over it's on the town. edge of, is it Sao Paulo? Rio. Rio. Isn't it? As far as I know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the Petra Review. Never Thirsty is the name of a cafe type place. Never Thirsty in the Petra site near the treasury. Do not purchase from this vendor. The necklaces are defective, poorly made. Once you open the two small bags, the blue beads are uneven, <gasps> tied together with thread like dental floss. This is a bait and a switch situation. We were overcharged 180.79 from Geisha in the USA. I think that Geisha in the USA has missed the point of Petra. Well, I, I, I wouldn't want to go to one of the modern wonders of the world just to buy beads. Well, that's, that's why you travel the world. Yes, absolutely. So do you want to carry on to your next one? Okay, Machu Picchu, which is up a mountain in Peru. And I know it's sort of a rite of passage for a lot of people who go travelling on a year off after university or before university. It's a year on. A year on, sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my snowflake friends, a yes. year on. <laughs> Just don't. This is not a recommended travel destination for 2019. I understand many people just want to spend two weeks of their boring life in a place that they think would be cool and take a bunch of the same photos their neighbours, spell N-E-I-B-O-U-R-S. There you go. Instagram a wannabe friend's dog also have. If that's you, you will fit right in with 500 other moms and pops with their cannon point and shoot. You'll be fighting for a spot on the plateau with 500 other selfie duck faces, Lululemon yoga pants and brim hats they bought from the market at Aquas Calientes, which also sells fluffy alpaca faces. Cool. Wake up to the locals. You are nothing more than 5,000 other money trees to the Peruvian Tourism Board, you just happily hand over another $150 out of your already over-budget Peruvian holiday. All these because maybe you watch some stupid Instagram influencer or YouTuber hyping about everything they see. 
do your own research. Don't come to Machu Picchu because you saw a photo on your friend's feed or Google tells you it's a must-go location. It's not. Someone quite unhappy with their trip. As we said in a recent programme when I was ranting, don't go to these places. Just don't go to them. Or if you're going to go to them, go when it's not peak season. Last one. Uh, this is from uh, Christ the Redeemer. It's not actually from Christ the Redeemer. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Our next episode, we're interviewing a very, very special guest. But to have a contribution from Christ the Redeemer is... Would be quite something. Um, so anyway, Joanne Kay has apparently risen from the... the uh, dead. Um, jo- Joanne Kay wrote the it's following Christmas, about not Easter. Christ the Redeemer in Brazil. <laughs> cell phone graveyard. Everyone goes to Christ the Redeemer with a cell phone. What you do is lie down on the ground in front of the statue and take a picture of your friend with the statue behind them. It's a disastrous. There's no crowd control at this monument. The platform around the statue is shoulder to shoulder. Good luck trying to take a picture. It's better to go on a cloudy day and take pictures of the statue than go down a little further on the mountain under the clouds to take pictures of the... I've got no idea. Yeah. At the end, she says, take a private helicopter ride. For goodness oh, oh, sake. Oh, there you go. Joanne <laughs> Kay, get a life. And the final question for today. How much did people spend online on Black Friday this year? Well, I, I bought an outfit. What's an outfit? Uh, I, I, I was going to save this for our Christmas edition, but I, I have a I have a gig. Oh, that. Oh, you bought that? Oh, well, uh, let's not. Yeah. Okay. So, and when you said outfit, I thought you meant like 1930s suit or something. Well, it's late 19th century, apparently, the tradition. Okay, okay anyway. we'll, we'll get there. Ho, ho, ho. So what's the, what's the answer? How much did people spend altogether, the total of everyone online on Black in Friday? In the world or in America? I think it means in the world. Billions. Mm-hmm. A trillion? No, billions. Billions. So it's not... A hundred billion. No, it's nowhere near that much. 7.4 billion. Is that all? <laughs> yeah. Loose change for that Mark. That sounds a lot for the world for, for a day. I don't know. It's a heck of a lot of money. That sounds like what Amazon would do on a Black Friday. That's more than some countries' annual budgets. Which is Amazon, basically. Yeah, which is more than fair most enough. countries' budgets. Anyway, on the same day, in North Carolina... Uh, a gentleman was arrested. This took place in uh, Nightdale uh, in the parking lot of Coles, which is a store in America. What 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 are you looking at? I, I remember our story from a policeman in North Carolina called Chief Detective Wang. Yes, he no, didn't arrest this him is here. not this different part no, of North no, Carolina. Different part of North Carolina. This is the Nightdale Police Department. Okay. Um, just doing the general, making sure nobody's stealing things on uh, Black Friday. Uh, they were patrolling around the Coles parking lot and smelt some weed coming from a row of cars. And one of the, win- one of the cars had its window down. Um, and so they went to the car and uh, there was a 28-year-old man by the name of Tillick Little, uh, who's from Virginia. Uh, and he was stark naked, having a joint in a car park on Black Friday. I... Why would you do it in a parking lot when you know? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, take your weed home if you're going to smoke Absolutely. Uh, by the way, <laughs> the, the, the police chief is called... Did, did they find clothes in the car? I mean, had he stripped especially? Or, or he was having a joint at home naked, got the munchies and went out. Or maybe went into one of the shops to buy something. Didn't, it didn't fit. Yeah, he bought it previously yeah. on uh, earlier on Black Friday. It didn't fit. He took it back. He was wearing it and handed it back for the refund. Yeah. 
but didn't have it. Yeah. Some, anyway, this sort of public behavior or behavior on the busiest shopping day of the year is particularly appalling, said Police Chief Lawrence Capps in a Facebook post. We're glad no citizens were adversely impacted and pleased that our emphasis on proactive patrols <laughs> paid off in this instance. Oh, thank God. Oh dear. Oh, apparently, Little was charged with indecent exposure, resisting arrest and marijuana possession, and was, quote, served an outstanding warrant for assault on a female. Dreadful human being. Indeed. Uh, that's it for this time. Next you can hear us on Ooh, go Stitcher, it. iTunes, Google Podcasts, um, Castbox, and every other major podcast app. You can email us at almost30quiz at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, the Almost 30 Minute Quiz Show. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at almost30quiz. And subscribe, please, because then you get it every two weeks in your app. And next time, in two weeks, in our pre-Christmas special, we will have one of the most incredible guests you would ever think that we were capable of getting.